Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast where women get really honest about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a man's world. My guests are wonder women from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics, or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real problem. I know this only too well as a female Southeast Asian mechanical engineer. I was kind of a minority within a minority. I'm Dr. Shini Somara, an engineer turned broadcaster. Throughout my career, I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation. And through my television work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of styles. Talking to these exceptional ladies has often left me feeling empowered, hopeful, and excited about life. I believe science will enrich you too. Every week, a woman in STEM shares her unique experiences with absolutely no pressure in having to promote her accomplishments or guard her impressive reputation because I've come to realise that everyone is just way more open and relaxed when they're anonymous. So I deliberately disguise my guests' voices so that we're just connecting as human beings rather than human doings. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of aerospace engineering. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on this show. I know that um, you're aspiring to go into aerospace engineering um, because you're a student at the moment. Yeah. Where did that aspiration come from? To be honest, I when I was about 13, I was put in an engineering class in school because I didn't want to do textiles. <laughs> okay. A lot, so everyone was a boy except me. And I just thought I'd just get on with it and see what it was about. And then I yeah. decided to move schools to a engineering college which specialises in engineering. And then I just, yeah, I just fell into it. It from there. Wow. Okay. So first of all, why didn't you want to do textiles? <laughs> because I hate following the traditional way that most girls follow. Like the textiles was only girls, and I didn't like following that. And also, I just didn't want to do textiles. <laughs> okay. Where does the need to not follow? the norm come from like do you not get on with women or like what what was the thinking behind it I I do get on with women and I will take any task that I'm given and follow it but I didn't want to just choose the subject that I'd be studying and potentially Mm. for the next few years that I wasn't really enjoying yeah and I didn't want to do that because all my friends and all the other girls were going to that class yeah and so were you not scared at the idea of engineering because to most people engineering sounds really difficult initially I was I was like I'm gonna have no idea what's going on here and it's just gonna be really out of my depth going into it but it was really it was really incredible once you learn about it so I'm trying to imagine you as a 13-year-old who's either going to go into textiles and know she's going to be bored or choose a subject that's going to be difficult and, you know, you're not going to be like your classmates. 
how did you stick with that decision? Because I, I know for me, I would have been really intimidated and I would have said, oh, um, yeah, maybe I won't do that. That is what that is what I thought might happen. But once I threw myself into mm. it, I found, like, I actually found that when I was in the class, most of the boys there, they had only picked engineering because they didn't want to be in the girls' class. So they didn't really focus on engineering that much. But I really liked my teacher. He was really good at, like, presenting the idea of engineering in, in the future. And that's why I, I really enjoyed that class. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, how did he make engineering engaging for you? So I remember in one of the first or second lessons of the class, he was describing 3D printing, actually. And it's something that I'd actually never heard of before. So I researched it at home after after he'd started mentioning it. And then in the next lesson, we discussed it more deeply. And not only 3D printing little things that, you know, like little tokens and stuff, but 3D printing houses and everything could eventually become 3D printed, which I think is just incredible technology. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you were having to choose between two creative subjects because with textiles you'd end up making clothes and you know anything out of fabrics yeah yeah or you could create things by 3d printing them like was that what the school was trying to encourage to be completely honest the school that i was at when i initially started doing engineering wasn't isn't the school i'm at now because Although they offered engineering, they didn't really make that a big focus. That was like one of the subjects that you used to fill up a gap in the GCSE. The, the school that I'm at now, they their whole thing is technology is the future. And we do engineering as a, as a real subject. We do design engineering and mechanical engineering. Did you need to be really good at maths and physics to be good at engineering? I think it helps, but I think from the age that we're talking about, I don't think anyone is exceptional. But personally, I prefer the subject that is maths and engineering, which was also like physics and maths. They were also like things that would push me towards engineering as I, they, I was using my skills already. But in the school that I'm in now, they, they teach further maths and they teach physics for engineers. So they incorporate a lot of it mm. towards engineering and we use it quite a lot in, in engineering. Mm. So you were naturally good at those subjects anyway when you went into engineering? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. Okay. Um, was there anyone in your class that wasn't good at those subjects, maths and physics, um, and went into engineering? Yeah. Um, I think there's always weaknesses. But mm. I think with engineering, it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but from such a young age, it does. It is like an easy option if, say, your parents are engineers. Like you think that it's an easy option because it's tech, because it's um, oh, it's like working with your hands. Mm. And people who struggle academically would fall into that. But then you realise as you pursue it as a career that you need the academic side of things. Yeah, I'm so glad you say that because so many people don't think of engineering as being um 
hands-on and having gone through university studying engineering myself I I would actually suggest that anyone that is curious about engineering should do an apprenticeship yeah definitely I mean what's your view on it because you're kind of at engineering college and you're going to take the university route aren't you yeah I am I mean what's been your experience do you know people that have done apprenticeships would you only recommend the university route like what what what's your opinion on all of that so for me I I know 100% that I'm going to go into engineering but I like security and if I get my A level then it is more secure there's there's a wider field of jobs you can get with the A levels that I'm looking to get and I want to do an apprenticeship at a degree level mm. so that I can go to university yeah. but I have been we are discussing now because I'm in the last year before apprenticeships just regular apprenticeships mm-hmm. and there there are some which are really incredible and the company that I've just been and done some work experience with um over the past few weeks they specialize in aerospace manufacturing and they offer apprenticeships which I think are really good they build up serious skill but because I'm looking to go more the academic route I think I want to work on maybe development or design but I want to know everything about hands-on and how the machines work because you have to know both sides of it to do any of it yeah gosh I mean I must say you're one of the first women I've met who um is really genuinely wanting to go into engineering because you sound like you love it yeah I do (laughs) what is it about engineering that you love I love I love the math I love the physics and I love the fact that everything around you if you look at it has some sort of engineering because life is just formed from engineering and it will continue to develop through engineering that's why I love it Mm. like what what what's around us like you know on a daily basis what kind of engineering do we come into contact with everything is is manufactured and all of that not only is it machined by someone, but the machines were built by someone. Like I was working, as I said, in the work experience with people who worked in the tool room. And I didn't even realise that the people in that sector were building things to help the people building things. And there's just always <laughs> something behind something. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. But everything we touch from the moment we wake up or even while we're sleeping has been engineered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was your inspiration? Because, you know, it's not something that girls typically go into. So did you have an influence growing up that kind of pushed you in this direction? It's actually funny that you say that because at the work experience, a lot of people said to me, I'll say, what kind of um, engineering do your parents do? But my parents are both in law. Oh, wow. And okay. nowhere, it's nowhere along the line of my family that people have done engineering but I would say my inspiration is my mom not because she does engineering but because whatever she does she does it with a hundred percent tell me what it was like when you know your first day in engineering class and you're the only girl like did you feel conscious of that honestly I I felt a bit nervous about coming on the show because the experience that I had initially was not intimidating but I think that might be because 
I'm quite oblivious to that intimidation. So I just kind of mm. like push it all yeah. out. There was, there's obviously been times when people's reaction towards like the path I'm taking is, you know, like just surprised or like doubting, I guess you could say. I must say the women that I have had on the show, because they're all in STEM, a lot of people talked about being oblivious to being female. And it has made me realise that actually um, a lot of the negative uh, reactions we have to being women in STEM is not because of people. It's because of how we feel about what we're doing. Yeah. And you sound like you're so convinced about what you're doing that, you know, anyone could say anything and you'd be like, I don't care. I enjoy it. You know, do you reckon you have that attitude? Yeah, I I do think that I am oblivious, but not, I'm very, I'm highly aware of my gender and I want people to know that I'm confident as a female and Mm. that that there's two sides, like, it's so typical, but like, I do get my nails done, I do my makeup and and I Good for you. do engineering. <laughs> <laughs> and it's compatible, right? You can do both, can't you? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So where do you think the stigma comes from where people say, Oh, you know, girls can't do engineering? Like is there any grounds for that? The only grounds there is for that is the stereotypes in the past. Yeah, I mean I, I I feel like the younger generations don't seem to care too much about gender compared to older generations. So maybe it's older generations that have got the problem, not us or you. <laughs> yeah, I think I I really think that it's the older generation because they're carrying that mm. along. They're bringing that into the children that they raise. So what is it like as your generation being in what used to be a very male-dominated industry? Like, do you, do you look at older generations and you're like, what are you guys on about? Or, like, what what's the vibe? Well, okay, so I'll use the example. My school, when we go into the workshop, when we work in there, it's all... It feels completely neutral. There's not really much... There's not really much stigma, but if there is, like, I don't pick up on that until maybe like maybe stuff like achievements like when a female achieves in something that one of the boys like might say something along the lines of oh she only got that because she's a girl Mm. but when I went to the work experience and all the men that I was working with were 50 or above Mm. or like around the age they were all like also have you thought much about engineering or do you know what this is? You know, like picking up like a hammer. <laughs> but like, because they've got a very close mindset compared to children. So when the, the 50 year old guys were like, what? The 50 year old guys were, were more like, do you know anything about engineering or like, do you know what this is? Like referred to like a hammer or something. <laughs> so what, they were being quite condescending? Yeah. Yeah, but you just have to kind of look past that. But then again, why should we, like, as females? Yeah. 
I mean, how do you personally handle what I think is termed mansplaining? Yeah, I just kind of did the, I just went, what do you mean? Of course I know what this is. Like I have done engineering for a long time. Yeah, I think if you are able to handle it with a kind of light touch and just be like, oh God, you know, mansplaining again and not take it so seriously, I think that's the way through it. Because I think, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in engineering or some other subject, like, you know, you'll always get people talking down to you, I guess. Yeah, but I think they need to know as well as that, like, don't make a huge deal but they need to know that like times have changed and I think um meeting younger people who are interested in engineering like sort of passionately and and like actually are genuinely um it's it does help them to see that like there is hope yeah so there are definite differences between boys and girls I don't think that will ever change I think we're just built differently um has that ever affected you like have you ever doubted whether you're the right fit for a subject like engineering definitely it makes you it makes you think for a second it makes you think well should I even be doing this but then you look at the bigger picture and really it's just a field it's just a career there's so many different parts to it. There's parts which I, I think that women outshine men in entirely. Ooh, what parts? <laughs> Academic, I would say. Mm-hmm. If you look at a typical engineering firm, a lot of women are in the office more more so than in the workshop by far. Mm. Yeah. Anything else? I think, I definitely think that, that that is still alive because at this firm that I went to, um, the women that were working there were working in like HR, like, and the main women that I saw were working in like finance or stuff like that. And that's just not what I, like, that's what, when I went in, there was kind of that feel of like, have you just been sent here by your school? Like, and they were like, have you have you chosen this but uh, obviously they didn't know that I was like very passionate about aerospace engineering so what are your aspirations like what is it about engineering that you want to focus on because I'm just thinking about the younger women and girls who have been curious about engineering but have never thought that it could be for them like what is it about engineering that spark something in you it's just that feeling when you wake up that today I'm gonna develop the world Mm. were you always wanting to do something along those lines um as a kid or like what's been your journey to this point so as a child I've always I've had many different career options I've been gone for like singer dancer like the typical child but I've always sort of like fixed things together and like when my mum would like my mum always uses this when she talks to anyone like at my school she'll be like when she was five she um fixed the vacuum cleaner (laughs) 
by putting it back together mm-hmm. like just two bits of material back together and and I don't know I just feel like I always have that need to develop things further. yeah yeah because engineers are really good problem solvers whenever people ask me what do engineers do I always just say we're problem solvers because engineering is such a broad term you know it covers the guy that comes in and fixes your wi-fi to people that design apps to people that build bridges and it's like yeah you know they're trying to find a solution to a problem yeah exactly it's exactly that so it sounds like you were the kind of kid that was always curious about finding solutions yes I always liked if there's anything wrong, I would always be the one that would be like, Mom, I want to fix it. Or <laughs> I want to see what I can do. Even if I couldn't do it, I just want to see. Engineering is so not a big deal amongst women today. I mean, maybe I'm like completely stuck in the past. But my experience has been that any women wanting to take engineering, everyone goes, what? That is so unusual. That's so strange. Why? Yeah, I, I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts and that's why I was quite nervous about coming on the show because I didn't want to just completely spin, like... Because it definitely is present. Like, it's mm. definitely present, that stigma. But it's just not as... Yeah, exactly. My step-siblings don't see it as anything. Wow. So maybe maybe I'm caught in the past. That's amazing. I mean, what, what are the guides like with you? They treat me like whatever persona I put forward so when I started that school obviously I was interested in math so when I go to like um extra curricular maths at school and um, people just treat me like like a mathematician and then when I'm in engineering they treat me like like I'm working in a workshop and then when I'm talking about getting my hair and my nails done they just treat me like that it's so awesome it's very like flexible Because I must admit, when I was in engineering, I felt very embarrassed about wanting to do girly things. Like, I would never have talked about getting my hair and nails done because I just would have been too scared that the boys wouldn't have related. Yeah, I understand. I do understand that completely because it is, yeah, it was a lot more like that when I was working with the older sort of, men who'd Mm. been in the industry longer and like I wasn't I wasn't afraid of that necessarily I was more afraid that they would um not take me seriously and I think that's what a lot of females right yeah worried about um how about your relationship with failure like are you fine with making mistakes or do you feel that you have to try extra hard not to fail personally for me I'm a big believer in like free will over fate so when I believe that everything I achieve is my own responsibility I believe that all my failures are as well and I like to nice pick apart because we're problem solvers I like to pick apart what I do and then see where I've gone wrong and improve from that I don't think failures I don't see that as I think everyone sees it like themselves when they feel like maybe publicly is like quite embarrassing, but really you just have to backtrack and see where you've gone wrong and then 
what else can you do except try again? Mm, what an amazing attitude. Because I must say, I was kind of like a perfectionist where um, if I did anything wrong, I would just feel so bad about it and it would take me a while to get over it. Yeah, that can be really difficult. But Doesn't sound like you're like that though. No, no, not really. Where do you think that comes from, that kind of attitude to just sort of pick yourself up and dust yourself off? Definitely my mum, definitely. Yeah. Why? What's she like? So she um, has worked in as an employment lawyer for for a long time um, and she was working in a firm and then she decided to part with the firm but they made it really difficult for her to do that and basically her career was very, very close to ending. But then she... Um, through all of that and being a single mom, she built that all back up and now she, it's been five years since she opened her own law firm. Oh, wow. Very successful now, so. Wow, so she really is an inspiration. Yeah, she is really the reason why I get out of oh, bed. That's adorable. Yeah, no, I mean, to have strong female role models um, can be really important, but I guess role models generally are important have you had people that have inspired you in your life yes yeah so I get inspired every day and the reason I find that so warming and so empowering that I think the reason that I live on wanting to do this so enthusiastically is because every day more and more women like you like when I discovered you and your podcast it was a huge inspiration because not only are you a, um, an engineer and you, you work a lot in that and I like follow your social medias so I like see that you do that quite a lot but you're also very aware of other women and I think a lot of females who are in the industry just kind of like each to their own do you know what I mean mm, yeah yeah definitely I think more women like you and the women that end up on this podcast do need to keep telling people about themselves because just by being themselves like they're an inspiration yeah yeah why do you think women don't speak up I think sometimes I think it does it comes from that stigma where they don't want to have the attention on them because it draws more attention to the fact that they're females in a male dominated industry yeah and I feel like sometimes women feel like it's more pressure on them to represent all women yeah yeah that is yeah because we are speaking for a lot of a lot of females yeah but it sounds like something you could handle very well because you're going to be and you already are such an inspiration to um other women that are curious about engineering like do you realize that you have that (laughs) well that's thank you that's very nice to hear because that's what I want to do I want to help other people see that this is like a serious career Mm. option yeah is there something that you want to do as an engineer like have you always wanted to build a bridge from one place to another or you know is there is there a specific sort of like niche thing that you want to achieve well for me um I am not um extremely like I'm not like Greta with the climate change, but I care about sustainability a lot. Mm. 
and that's what I want to push engineering towards. And it is, it is going there. It is headed in that direction. A lot of things are more sustainable, but I want to make, I want to wear complaints, especially. But I just, I don't know. I just love planes and I love everything that comes with it from the, um, from the initial design of an engine. And I heard, right, so I heard this one story when I went to Rolls-Royce for a day and it was that this um, this intern or apprentice was in their boardroom, like, serving drinks and she was allowed to just, or he was allowed to just sit there, um, like, for that one meeting and they were discussing a part of an engine which they didn't know how to, like, they didn't know what material to use. And this... Um, apprentice spoke up and had the idea of a material and now that material is used on every plane and it's just like incredible that things can just be developed so much and it doesn't matter where you're coming from if you've got an idea it could change the world yeah that's why I just find engineering so creative yeah it is there's just so much more to it than people see yeah like people always think oh my gosh maths physics science you know but it is so amazingly creative and ideas can come you know at three in the morning out of nowhere yeah I think I definitely think it's a bigger strain on you because I feel like my mind is always running yeah yeah gosh you really are a true engineer (laughs) so when I talk to people about um the obstacles that we face as women in STEM, often what comes up are things like self-doubt, um, a fear of speaking up, um, fear of failure, uh, basically not looking bad in front of our peers, right? Um, yeah. Do you Have you ever felt that pressure? And if you have, how have you dealt with it? So I felt that pressure when when um moving leaving all my friends and moving into that because even though it is very open the school is still obviously more Mm. male dominated in engineering but I think the way that I deal with stuff like that you can be silent about it and I do think there's such a thing as too much like and like just always being like you can't be sexist I'm a female and this like you, that's true but the way I would handle it is if someone says something just correct them just be like well you're wrong and I can prove it and if you can back it up then if you just show people what you can do yeah that's that's really the thing I'm getting from listening to you is that you just take all these issues so lightly you're just like yeah so you know like yeah they think I'm incapable and you know they 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 don't think I know what a hammer is and it's like but I do and it's like oh my gosh you just made what can actually make someone leave a career just a trivial thing yeah I think it really is about the way that you take it but that's because I was raised on the um on the uh belief that you build your own reputation like you build your own um oh what's it called when you meet people your impression like yeah so everything you do you build it for yourself so the more that you 
So it doesn't matter if somebody somewhere random says that you can't do something because if you know that you can, then what does it matter what they're saying? Yeah. I loved what you said earlier as well about, um, you know, your mistakes are your responsibility, your choices are your responsibility. I mean, the overall impression I'm getting is that you are really in charge of your own kind of destiny in a sense and you're in charge of how people are with you because I think a lot of people think that they are victims of other people's attitudes and it's like oh they thought that I wasn't good at this or they don't think I'm capable and it's like you just turn it around and you're like I'll make them see that I'm capable it's all about your attitude yeah because if you I think I think if you um dictate your life around other people's feelings and attitudes then it's not even your life anymore you haven't even got that control anymore oh my god that's so amazing where does that come from where did you learn that <laughs> I feel I'm not religious although my family is um quite like my like my grandma like so on from my grandma is Hindu um but I'm not religious I don't like I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people do this one phrase which I hate and it's like what will be will be and I just don't agree with that at all I think what will be like is what you make it Mm, really I don't believe in in like look obviously look is a thing like consequences that have good outcomes are is luck but I just think fate Mm. I think you just build your own fate and to think like that is to have ultimate control over your life yeah so does that mean then if your fate is in your own hands does that mean that you work hard or do you sit back and let your fate unravel like how do you 100 percent work hard 100 percent. right yeah because things will happen when if you just sit back what will be i guess you could say what will be will be but it will all be because of the actions that you either didn't take mm. or are taking do you ever get down days where you're just tired of trying so hard yeah Definitely. How do you get to those? Definitely that. But I think on those down days, you have to look at the bigger picture because every day it's like you get out of bed early and I know you're tired, but you get in the shower and you have a coffee and you have your breakfast and you go to school, even though it's cold or rainy. And they're little things. But if you look at the bigger picture, where you want to be, you can get to that if you if you really plan those routes and, and follow it. But but I think sometimes people really do get caught in the little things. Mm. Have you been around people that um, don't have your attitude? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to work with people who don't have your attitude. But you have to. I feel sometimes, even though it's not my responsibility, I feel that responsibility to try and make people think. I think one of my biggest downfalls is that I, I was talking to my mum about this as well. One of my biggest downfalls is that I, I just think that everyone's got the same mindset as me. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. Yeah, because you have the mindset of a true winner. 
So how do you cope when you're around people that have a much more pessimistic attitude? So, for example, my brother, he is um, very clever, but he just doesn't have the same sort of positive attitude Mm -hmm. as me. And when it's people like that, I feel like things don't go as well for them and they blame it on, like, you know, like, it's the universe yeah circumstances and yeah and it, and it's not and I like say to him all the time if you had more of a positive outlook then positive things would happen because you'd be doing things mm. to and you'd realize where you went wrong do you know what I mean yeah it's so tricky because um let's just say you're saying oh be positive you know it can really get people down because it's like no because this happened to me and that happened to me and I'm the victim and oh life's been so tough um but really it's life is what you make of it isn't it yeah that that is really it that is yeah so how 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 do you just turn your attitude on its head like how do you go from negative to positive well, I I think about I think it's very easy to to put the blame on external forces when things go wrong because everyone's done that everyone has done that. Um, but I think realizing and it's that it's that realization that if you change, if you turn it around, um, and you think this happened because I did this, then that's the ultimate key to staying positive and when I do feel negative I don't try and push that away because Mm. bad thoughts are like the reason they are the motivation as well do you know like that is a a a huge part of motivation is failure and feeling down but the key to moving forward is just thinking about the big for me is the bigger picture and it's I think everyone whatever goal they have they should have that goal in their head and then they should go like their everyday life anytime that they feel down they should think well I'm doing all of this no matter how hard it is no matter how tiresome it is because that is a really big thing is being tired and that is like a big downfall for me is because when you're tired you lose motivation but if you keep that bigger picture then you then you'll always realize what you're doing is for a reason and if you're not then you need to be doing something for a reason gosh I absolutely love your attitude it's just so it's just so healthy. Thank you. Um, have you grown to be this healthy in your attitude or um, were you just born with this? I, I don't think that I was always as... I've always been quite positive um, and I've always been optimistic about the future because I've always wanted to be an adult, basically, is what I've always <laughs> wanted to be. I've always wanted to have that job, but I've never wanted... To, to be in a place where I don't know what I'm doing with my life, which a lot of people mm. go through and that's really difficult. But I think as you grow up, and especially with my brother, <coughs> as you grow up, you you take other people's experiences as well as your own and you build your own sort of attitude. Mm. Yeah. So what are your goals then? So I've actually got a really... Um, 
a really strict plan, I guess you could say, to how I'm going to get to where I want to be. And things do go wrong, but I'm going to try as hard as I can to keep on track. So I'm going to finish my GCSEs. Um, so I'll have maths, physics, all of the sciences, and then engineering, design and manufacture, and then systems control and electronics. And then I'll carry on to do my A-levels at my school and I'll get a an A-level in engineering 360, which is the degree, I guess. And then I'll do physics, maths and further maths. And hopefully if I get all of those with good grades, then I will look for a degree apprenticeship, possibly with Boeing or Rolls-Royce. Wow. Oh my gosh. I I almost feel like you've drawn a flowchart of your life, like a true engineer. I have. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's it's so inspiring to hear your clear direction. Um, and with a plan like that, I mean, yes, I'm sure things will deviate, but to have such a crystal clear idea of where you want to end up is really, you know the key to success so I think it's it's really I feel truly grateful because so many people don't know what they want to do and I feel mm. like that would really be hard for me if I didn't know what I wanted to do but then again I feel like the reason I know what I want to do is because I've put so much thought and and optimism into mm. into it and and I think people think that they like obviously you enjoy activities and you have subjects that you like more than others, but you but you need to create a plan because people think that they'll just fall into it. Because you're right, a lot of people don't have a plan. A lot of people are a bit lost and they hope that they'll figure it out someday. Why are you so different in the sense that what motivated you to create such a detailed plan the the fear the fear really of not not at being like 40 and not having any clear roots or path to follow from there and I didn't mm. I never wanted to be in that situation and my my brother is in that situation and and it's difficult and I never wanted to and because I saw that from such a young age I mm. and I think people I think children should be should be taught that you should I know people do like what do you want to be when you're older and you shouldn't pressure people into set careers but you should you should put pressure on people to think about what they want to do mm. yeah because you can't just go like floating by otherwise you'll find yourself in a really bad position when you're older yeah it sounds like you know any neg- negativity that you have witnessed has really motivated you in a very positive direction um, yeah, because like I learned. think if you don't do that, then if you if you don't do that, then you you just stuck stuck with all the negativity. Yeah, and no positive. It sounds like you've learned from the mistakes of others, which um, can be just as inspiring as learning from the successes of other people. Yeah, yeah. You need to take everything you get that, and that's another thing about engineering. You need to take every input you get. And at the end of the day, you try, you're trying to get a positive output, aren't you? Mm. Otherwise, nothing will run smoothly. I just love the fact that you are genuinely an engineer. 
like everything you say from like <laughs> external forces to like it's just all so you're just completely wired as an engineer it's just amazing to hear um your plan sounds incredible um it sounds like you it will be impossible for you to not be a success um but as a woman woman to woman speaking here like how does the other stuff fit in like career-wise you sound completely sorted what about the stuff that's less easy to plan like having a family meeting the one and you know those sorts of things so I do actually think about this a lot and for me it really is career over family which I know not my own family like my family but Mm. like building a family and it is my mum had children when she was quite old like well she had me when she was 36 um but I was born into a stable like my family had a stable career Mm. because it was so much later and I I feel like I don't know with family I don't like to think of that as as being planned as my career is because you you really can't plan that but as much as I would like to plan it I can't but um I think if it's gonna happen it'll happen but I really want my career to be successful but I don't know about that really I I think if there's time then it'll work but if there's not time then it won't (laughs) yeah I mean you sound like you are happy to control the stuff that you can control and you're very happy to let go of the idea of controlling the uncontrollable yeah yeah and that's so healthy of like well I can change that but I have no influence over you know yeah there's no point holding on to things that you don't have any control over otherwise they'll just eat away yeah yeah and that that's that's an that's incredibly wise I must say because you know not everyone gets that and they get very sort of like hung up on um the things they can't control um but like you say you've given it a lot of thought what if you never have children like is that something that is like okay whatever or children is something that I um, ponder on quite a lot and for me it's it's never really been a a priority because it sounds bad but I just feel like children they do um when they come along you have to put your attention on them rather than your career and I'm such a driven person that I, and I'm sure you can relate with me that it's it's just it's it's hard to get uh, it's easy to get caught up in your career but it's hard to pull away from that and put your entire focus on something else but if you're ready to do that then I think that's fine and I think because we're both um well your career is very busy and you're always doing things it is hard but like you you should always put time for yourself Mm, yeah I mean you say to me uh I think you can relate and I'm like my jaw is on the floor at how much I relate to you and and I'm 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 like I'm amazed that you know so much um at your age because um 
the things that you've said are things that I've learned over a long period yeah. of time. And, you know, just this idea of children, you know, I, I do meet a lot of women in STEM who have really battled with the choices we have as women about whether to have children or not. When do you fit it in? I want a career, but I also want a family. How do I do all of that? You know, how do I juggle it? And your attitude of like career first, no matter what, and you know, Mm -hmm. everything else will fall into place as it is supposed to, whether it happens or not, it's just so healthy. I mean, you know, you're actually helping me on this podcast rather than sort of, um, I don't know about the audience, but I'm just like, oh yeah, like you've just made it so clear and so simple. Um, It is really important to put yourself first. And, you know, for me, it sounds like the career you want to do is going to be really helping other people. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I think that... I think um, not towards other people, but in my own head, I'm quite self-centred in a way, in the way as in like, I feel like everyone has to be quite selfish in order to live their own life. Mm. Like not selfish shown in a way towards other people. Yeah. Like I, I am very caring of other people, but I think you need to have your own interests Otherwise, you won't get anywhere. Yeah. I really believe in that too. Um, they, I always think about the saying of like, put your own oxygen mask on before helping others, um, which I love. Yeah. I yeah. also absolutely am fascinated by planes as well. Um, and I love that analogy because it really is important to self-care, as you also pointed out, and just be there for yourself because in being there for yourself you can really be of use to other people yeah I think it's really interesting that you said that because it is the isn't it the full thing is put your oxygen mask on before helping younger children yeah and that you have to be ready because yeah if you're not ready for something like family then that's affecting them as well that's so incredibly wise I can't believe it why couldn't I have had your knowledge you. when I was your age? I mean, how old are you? <laughs> you don't mind me asking. I think a lot of people say to me, um, I don't know if you've had this, but like a lot of people say to me, um, why don't you, because I've come to them with this like predicament of career or children, and they've been like, well, why don't you build your career younger mm-hmm. and then have children? But like for me, I want my career to be something that's yeah. my entire life. And not just like the first half of my life before I settled down to have children. Yeah. But even like your awareness that having children is a selfless act and you will have to put yourself to one side in order to raise little people. Yeah. is so insightful. Like not everyone realizes that parenthood is a gigantic sacrifice of oneself. Yeah, it is a huge sacrifice and you have to be ready because otherwise it's, it's, it is selfish if you're not ready. Yeah, I think I think what women in STEM have is that it takes so long to get to the point where you can really start flourishing in your career that it's often just sad that our biological clocks stop ticking at the point when we're really sort of kicking it at, in our careers. 
yeah. I think that's really the dilemma that women find themselves in is that we spend so much time focused on developing our our professions that by the time you get to a point where you feel like you could actually start family biologically it's too late yeah exactly because it takes time to like make it do you know and and it does it takes a lot of work mm. it takes a lot of time and if you want to have made it before you settle down to have children you have to be clever about the way you do it because if you make it at 60 then what are you then you don't have time you have to prioritize yeah so how are you handling that potential uh what what could we call it um potential sort of trap i i think that's one of the subconscious reasons why I'm so driven because if you have a plan mm. then it doesn't give you a lot of space it gives you space but it doesn't give you a lot of space to kind of move off track and if you the the more that you have that plan and the more that you follow those things to your final goal and for me my final goal being the made it stage like the younger that made it stage is doesn't mean the end of your career and I think a lot of people think that once you've made it that's the end but if you make it then find that time to settle down and have children and then co- but continue your career the whole way through like I would say my mum mm. has done then that becomes that becomes easier but you have to be driven you have to be driven if you want it all yeah so for any younger girls and women who are kind of really curious about engineering but are a bit lost about their direction and whether they're capable, what advice would you give them? I would say if you have a genuine passion, go for it. Like really go for it. Explore your options because it's not just picking up a hammer and hitting a nail. There is so much more to it. And it's not just doing physics and maths constantly. There's a huge wide range of of things that you can go into within the industry. And I think people need to be more they need to have more knowledge on that and they need to be taught that from a young age, which people are working on. But I would also say um that if you just want to go into engineering because it's becoming more up and coming make sure you have a passion because it can be extremely hard if you don't have that passion or that drive so you just have to think carefully but definitely explore Mm. such wise words to end on thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and positivity with us thank you for having me that's it from my guest this week what an incredibly wise woman for someone so young I'm actually in awe and envy at her knowledge of her future her direction her clarity I've been thoroughly inspired this week and I actually wish that I'd had the insights that she has at such a tender age thank you so much for listening Don't forget to rate and review the show and catch you next week on Silence.